take it away, Geraldine. <laughs> Wish you a Merry Christmas. Anyway, hi guys. Hi guys. <laughs> I'm Kaylin. And I'm Danielle. And welcome back to Girls at the, the Restaurant. Restaurant. Ding. Guys, we're really smart. We're really smart. We're really smart. We've read the classics. Oh, I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. And we came in second at trivia. We did come in second at trivia. Yeah. That is our big update of the week. Woo-hoo. We went back to trivia and we were relegated from first place to, to second. second place. Yay to Jason and Associates. Oh yeah, that was the name of our team. Yay for coming in second. It was actually... We still won money though. Yeah, we did. But it was actually really... Stupid. Stupid. Like, yeah. I have beef with the questions, not the just because we didn't know them. <laughs> but, okay, Jason made a good point. <clears throat> Sorry, I, might, I had something in my throat there. A frog. <laughs> <laughs> Jason made a really good point where being good at trivia isn't just knowing the specific answers. It's also, like, being able to make a good, educated guess. Mm-hmm. And if you have no idea what the yeah. answer is. And there just, like, wasn't the opportunity to do that with so many of the, yes. like, very specific questions. The super oh, niche. we have to... We have to tell on ourselves that we... <gasps> oh, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> we missed... We didn't get a Taylor Swift uh, question. And everyone looked at us and we didn't know. <laughs> there was one... Uh, we've never gotten a Taylor Swift question. And there was one, know, one Taylor Swift question. It was like, what did the... Okay, comment below if you know the answer or DM us and you'll win a prize. It was so be, embarrassing that we didn't know. The prize will be... Uh, we'll respond to you. So... <laughs> the, prize will be, the prize will be $5 to spend at a local cafe. <laughs> I actually have that coming in the mail right now, so get roasted. If you know, you know. <laughs> um, so okay, the question so was... So what was the question? <laughs> the question was... The question was, what did a Swifty who was ditching work to go to a July Eras Tour show dress up as? And Danielle and I said, Key Lime Green Dog. Because That's I couldn't right. think of... I couldn't think of, like... It was apparently a viral meme, which not I think I, I saw. I think I re- do remember seeing it after they told so us the answer. Yeah, we but like, it. it wasn't of all the notable costumes that went viral. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was one of the most. Maybe that's because we were too deep in yeah. the culture. Like, if we were just scratching the surface of <laughs> yeah, that's before, why we didn't we know the know. answer. We knew too much. <laughs> <laughs> we're too smart. <laughs> we're too smart. No, so the answer was a ghost, yeah. like from the antihero music video. I guess someone Shut dressed it. up as a ghost so that like their face would be covered. So if they like were seen in someone's photo, their work couldn't see that they were at the Eras tour. Okay. I don't know. Good for them, I guess. Yeah, good for them, but, like, I, I, we didn't know that, so that was embarrassing. We really didn't know. But that's the thing, <laughs> that was a very specific, I don't know. Oh, question. A very specific question. Yeah. And they were all really along those lines of, like, things that happened in 2023, go. Yeah, but they weren't, like, things that you could easily anyway we still did well it was fine yeah we not us beefing with no. our <laughs> and it was great because then all our drinks were free yay from last time yeah from our last we came time in first win but then we're still gonna have what's the word less priced what's it called when someone else pays Dis- for part of your drinks? discounted reduced subsidized <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah subsidized drinks yeah. Which will be in a fair minute from now. We also got, um, after you left, we got jello shots. <laughs> Which is amazing. Like, we didn't pay for them. <laughs> we got them because we came first. Oh, yeah, we went around because because <laughs> Danielle and I did pull through with our musical theater knowledge. Yes. In, we came first in round one, and yeah. then the, the prize, if you win, like, an individual round, is a round of jello shots. Amazing. And then, but they, like, forgot to give them to us, so they Until gave the, them to like, us. Way after most people left. Like, we had already... <laughs> 
paid our bills and been there for like 20 additional minutes. Um, and then we were like, by the way, we never got our jello shots. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then brought them. Bring them out, girly. Which uh, we probably didn't need, but it was just for the plot. We won them. Yeah. Therefore, we needed them. Therefore, thus <laughs> concludes this segment. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so that was our exciting update. Not really an update, just a fun little story from our week. Yay. Um, an update from my life. I gave up on watching Bridgerton. <laughs> I'm pained. <laughs> but I did start watching a new interesting show. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't seen this okay, one. Okay, The Morning Show. I don't know it. It's with Jen... Jen... It's with... Jennifer. <laughs> it's with Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Rachel from Friends, if you're Rachel. not familiar. Raquel. <laughs> and... Sorry, I'm becoming bilingual. <laughs> well, you, you already are. Yeah, oh, true. It's just coming out. Yeah. Probably have forgotten a lot of it by now. Anyway... Should we do the rest of the episode in French? Mais oui. <laughs> okay. Neige jour, neige jour. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> anyway, I started watching the morning show. I think it's good, but it's not like, it's not anything spectacular, but it is. So it's not her record of the week. No, it's not. It's a lot of Jennifer Aniston. Like, it's a lot of her. Like, arguably too much? No, because I think she does a really good job in it. It's just, like, a lot. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens. I'm okay. captivated by okay. it. But I, just, I wouldn't go so far as to recommend it hmm. at this point. Okay. Um, Apparently it's based on true stories of working in those sorts of TV. And I've never watched the show, so I don't know what people are talking about when they say that. Yeah, I totally believe that. It's people about often say that. It's about like workplace sexual harassment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is real. Yeah. Um and it happens at like a morning show, like a TV breakfast television type situation. Right. And then they fire the host because he was the perpetrator? Yes. Good. That's like that Next. happens that happens in like the first scene. So that's not oh. like a spoiler. I mean, it is a spoiler, but it happens in the first scene. So, <laughs> and then that's what the show is about. I don't think that counts as a spoiler if it's the premise of the show. Right. That is the premise of the show. And so then they, like, bring in a new host to replace okay. that guy. And it's, like, about Bye. it's about that whole scandal and as it unfolds. Anyway, that's that's my update. And then as Kaylin so beautifully alluded to in yeah, French, sure. <laughs> we had a snow day. Snow day. <laughs> um, but not really a snow day because... We don't get those anymore. <laughs> it was just Isn't a, that one of the most heartbreaking realizations of my childhood? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, a snow day when I woke up yesterday. But I still had to work all day. Yeah, it so. was a work from home day. But it was exciting for me because it was my first work from home day since oh, yeah. starting work. Since ending the bar course. It was so sad because Sam was just like, oh, like I have my lunch break. Let's go on a walk. And yeah. our job is not the kind where you always get a lunch break. And I didn't have one yesterday. Oh, that is sad. So, I, I went for a little snowy walk. Ugh. I'm sorry. Stab in the heart, and you're too blame. It's not even the lyric. But <laughs> it's what I wanted to do. It's, it's shut sh- through the heart. I know. Okay. Don't worry. I'm sorry. It's okay. So did you, yeah. wait, did you go outside at I all? Did, I in did. In the snow? Okay. I did. Okay. Yeah, at the end of the day, I walked oh. to the gym. Oh, fun. I'm a gym girl now. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, my God, I haven't told you about this. No. I went to gym. Like a... Like a, real gym. like a gym gym? Not like a like Green Pilates studio gym, like an actual legit gym. Like, what do you do there? Um, So far, just I've been running. Which On the treadmill. Which has been really fun, yeah. Okay. I've, honestly, this is shocking, guys. 
if you know me, you know this is shocking. But I had a pretty big running phase in, like, 1L and beginning of 2L. Yes. First I, and second years of law school. I recall that. Recall this. And then totally fell off and haven't, yes. like, picked up the sneakers <laughs> since then. <laughs> but I think the same thing happened as was happening in, like, the first year-ish of law school, which was similar in intensity to starting actually working as a lawyer, I think. Mm-hmm. Kind of. A little different. But anyway, similar levels of stress and, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. this is also new, and right. also many, many hours in the chair. Right. That I was just, like, really craving the hitting the pavement. But you needed to get the lactic acid I really moving. needed to get things flowing. And <laughs> I don't know if that's biologically correct. I don't know. We never are able to be outside during daytime hours. Right, yeah. So I was like, well, I can't run at night. No, I'm no. Just, I just, I'm not going to do that. Oh, God, no. no. So I joined a gym. Wow, that's yeah. so exciting. I've gone three times, but it's been less than a week. Okay, well, that's very Actually, impressive. Actually, no, it's been eight days as of today. Wait, three times in eight days? That's quite a bit. I know, right? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well done. We're running era. And it has been really therapeutic, so maybe that's my reco of the week. Guys, if you are feeling the stress of the season, try going for a run. And you know what I've been listening to? Um, Like, early 2010s boy band. Oh, good. Anthems. That is good it running is music. It is so good. Like, some Five Seconds of Summer, yeah. One Direction, The Vamps. Did you like The Vamps? No. Ugh, I was obsessed with The Vamps. <laughs> Any Vamps followers? Hit me up. Bradley in 2012 had me in a chokehold. I'm happy for you. I was obsessed with him. Like, Great. so obsessed. The vamps. Uh, I yeah, don't they think... used to do like covers of One Direction on YouTube and they popped it off and then <laughs> oh. they started doing their own stuff. Wow, cool. Good for them. Good for them. Should we transition? Actually, wait, can I just say one more thing about the vamps? Of course. That song on TikTok, it started trending like this week and I was like, what the fuck? This came out 10 years ago. Okay, here it is now. Here it is now. Oh, yes. I have heard this song recently. Yes, so this song just popped off in the last, like, two weeks on TikTok, and I'm like, this song literally came out ten years ago. Wow, good for the vamps. What is happening? I mean, I'm really happy for them. I hope they're getting uh, some percentage of those streams. Oh, they better, else (laughs) I'd be pissed. Look at them. Look at my little cute babies. Yeah, they they look great. So cute. That's Bradley. <laughs> nice. That's the one I really like. Yeah, literally ten years ago. Wow. Cheers. Anyway, that's my vamps update. Well, Guys. that's a that's a good transition into our recos. Shall we go there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You don't want to? No, I do want to. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I just don't see the link. Because you are talking about running, and our reco is walking. <laughs> I have one more update. Oh, okay, sorry. Everyone who lives in Vancouver, go eat at Monzo Burger. Done. Update done. Great. Okay. Next. <laughs> Wait, you didn't talk about Ticket to Ride. It's fine. It, it's cut. <laughs> X. <laughs> I played Ticket to Ride. <laughs> okay. okay. So, we're diving our reco as a team because this is something Danielle and I really enjoy doing together. Yay. <laughs> team okay no actually i was gonna say my reco was like fuzzy socks but then yesterday i was wearing really 
cozy fuzzy socks and I had to stand on the couch to close the blinds and then stepping off the couch I like slipped because the socks were so slippery and then I fell really hard and it really hurt and so now I have beef with fuzzy (laughs) socks yeah if you want socks that are cozy and fuzzy don't get the ones that are really slippery because you might fall and injure yourself rubber dots on the bottom yes indeed Anyway, um, so I'm gonna, in light of that, um, <laughs> piggyback onto Kaylin's reco. Which is walks as a social activity, which I did this weekend, and it was so fun and wholesome, and we walked, like, a lot of the seawall in the False Creek area. Oh. And then ended up in, uh, Olympic Village and went to Craft Brewery. Wow, I love and that. it was so fun. It was such a wholesome afternoon. Amazing. And how was the weather? Perfect. It was, like, cold. It was, like, negative two or something, mm, but sunny. I love a cold walk. I had walk. my sunglasses. <sighs> I love that. Did you put sunscreen on? No. You didn't? Kaylin, sunscreen is the most important step in your skincare routine. You know what? I've been putting on moisturizer every day, though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The bar is underground. (laughs) And I got makeup remover that is not a makeup wipe. Wow, I'm so proud of you. I'm actually making big headway in my skincare. Is it a cleansing balm? It's like a oil-based remover that mm. I use to like remove the mascara, and then I do go in with a wipe afterwards. <laughs> but I'm not like tugging at my face anymore; I'm more right. like just wiping away the residue. Okay, so you Gently. haven't let go of the wipes yet. No. Are you on cleansing balm TikTok? Mm-mm. Okay, there's this girl. It's just one <gasps> Meredith. I don't know her name. Is she have really high cheekbones and wears a lot of foundation, and has like headbands and gets her makeup all over her headbands? I don't think so. It's well. That girl. This girl has a really. She's, she has a British accent. I don't know her name. It, does Meredith? No. Mm-mm. Okay, so this girl. She like. It has a series where she reviews cleansing balms. Like I'm saying, like it. <laughs> what did I say? You said it has a series. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she has a series where she reviews cleansing balms, like B A L M S. And I'm so invested in it. I watch every single one all the way through, and they're very long. Wow. And I don't even know why. Take the day off cleansing balm. Have you ever tried that one? No, I've never tried (gasps) a cleansing balm ever in my life, and I don't intend on doing it. (laughs) But still, I'm so captivated by her videos. And she she does it, like, where she rubs it in her eyes, and then she's like, this is the fog test. And I'm so curious to know what the fog test test is. Oh, my God. Okay, that's why I hated using that Clinique cleansing balm. I thought it was just because I had contacts. Oh. But I literally would open my eyes and it would be like on my eyeballs would it be a nine out of ten fog <laughs> because that's how she would characterize yeah. it anyway yeah, it would be nine out of ten fog i couldn't see it and then i would have to be like freaking out i have never used a cleansing balm myself but i am very invested in you this you should series. get a tester and see if you enjoy it no i'm fine using face wash <laughs> <laughs> i use um cetaphil nice oh sam uses that oh great cheers I actually, I oh no, I didn't. What was the one I used we when I was at your house? We should do a skincare episode because I feel like I have a really controversial skincare. Yeah, that's a good idea. Routine. That's a good idea. Which I'm not going to share now. Come back <laughs> in a few weeks when we do that because we already have next week planned. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Go on walks with your friends, people. It's good for you. Good for your wallet. Good to be <laughs> outside. Like so fun. And also, this is something Danielle and I used to do all the time in Halifax. Yeah, we would text each other. Walkie? Question mark. And then we would take each other for walks, we like would little pets. Go for a little walkie, and it's very wholesome. It was. It was really cute. Okay, song of the week time. Yes. All right. Oh, I tried to say okay, and I'll write it at the same time there. Gruel. <laughs> 
Okay, so my song of the week is related to our episode number. We have reached 32 episodes. Still growing up and now. So I thought... I'm going to cringe listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was only right to have the song of the week be one of my... I won't say one of my favorites on Speak Now, but... uh, I have a complicated relationship with this song. It's innocent. love that song yeah it's it's a good one um it has it's complicated because of what has happened since yeah and the person that it's about which i don't want to give airtime to today everyone knows um but yeah yeah, 32 and still growing up (laughs) hee hee that's us she was so kind and gracious about it even at her young age and of 20 stomped all over it anyway mine is (laughs) (laughs) come in Mine is in honor of our snowy week, and okay. it is obviously Ivy. Oh, good one. Specifically, the bridge. Ivy, the Christmas song, Ivy. Yes. <laughs> Ivy, my favorite Christmas song. Yes. <laughs> okay, cheers. Love that. And Great. also, honorable mention to Stupid with Love. It is from the Mean Girls movie. Wait, which version, though? I didn't know there was two. There well, I two mean, like, no, 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 sorry. The version from the movie? Oh, or yes. this? No, the version from the movie. Really? And I'm stupid with love. I want to get it. I want to get it. But how? Smart with math, but stupid with love. Just because but that's so it controversial. was so bad that I've seen it <laughs> all the last two days. <laughs> okay, I understand. Stupid with love. It was bad, but I don't... I, I also have a complicated perspective on this, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to save it for... Next week. Next week, because... Once again. I am going to see the Mean Girls stage production. Yeah, she didn't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And Kaylin has just seen the movie, which yes. I haven't seen and honestly don't have plans to see it before next week, so. It was, you know, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. Anyway, you'll Come get back. our, you'll get our Mean yep. Girls takes soon. Soon. But yeah, those are our songs and recos and updates. Okay. Cheers. Now we have a very, very, very exciting. Huge heap and scoop of meat and potatoes <laughs> of this episode a huge serving of a meat and potatoes <laughs> guys we've been planning this episode for over a month now well okay actually let's no, not hype it up too much maybe longer than that no sorry we've been thinking of this idea as a potential episode topic for a very long time since this book was announced yes we so to buy the book read it check <laughs> And then do an episode reviewing it. Indeed. So, as you know, because we talked about her for almost the entire episode last week. We We're back. <laughs> <laughs> we are big fans of our queen, Miss Eli Rallo, who yes, has are. a podcast called Miss Congeniality. Yes. Um, highly recommend. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a book. And we love the book. And we love the book. And it came out in December? Yeah, December 12th. One day before Taylor Swift's birthday. Aww. And we read it. And Obviously. now we're going to tell you about it. Yep. 
Okay, so can you maybe just give some background on Eli and the format of the book? Yes, ma'am. And how it works? I can do that. (laughs) So Eli kind of popped off on TikTok for her rules. She started doing, like, rules for a Wednesday, rules for a Friday. Yes. And I think that is what really, like, more so than the jar, catapulted her to TikTok fame. Yeah, I don't know which of her... Because she's been through, like, a bunch of different, like, Mm -hmm. phases of being really popular. I think it was originally the jar, which is where she would, like, make these, like, snack jars with her family and make videos about them. So Mm -hmm. her username was The Jar for a long time. (laughs) Oh my god, wait, I forgot that that used to be her username. Jar Jar Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to do with her, just hilarious. Um, And then she started making these lists. Yes, the rules. And it's her list of rules for just mundane things in your life to romanticize them, to yeah. seek the joy in them. Yep. And I loved it. I was yeah. obsessed. I, that's how I found her, and then I told you, and we both yes. joined at this time. And she also does really, um... Sorry, I'm not just, like, claiming, I found her. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I found her through the rules. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, that is fair. And I was also going to say she has um, very insightful comments on... Um, her Instagram stories where mm-hmm. she gives advice, and I think that that yeah. is very reflected in the book, which yeah. is an advice book. So that is basically, the book is called, I didn't know I needed this, and it's the tagline, the new rules on flirting, feeling, and finding yourself. So each, for... <laughs> the new rules for flirting, feeling, and finding yourself. Well, that say that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> And each chapter starts with a rules list, and then she kind of goes in her own personal life a little bit, and then goes through the rules in more depth, and I just loved it. Yeah, I thought it was really, 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 really good. It was a really smart format for the book. Like, it made it easy to read, easy to follow. You knew it was coming up. Okay, one thing that I really thought was fun for, like, us personally, Mm -hmm. like, having, um followed her having followed her and like consumed her content in the past yeah was like stories that i knew certain pieces of from yeah, like that she had told uh-huh. online but then like, getting like to. yes but yes. then getting the full story uh-huh. and like how it impacted different parts of her life yeah in this book was really interesting it and was fun so interesting um so that i really liked i felt at some points that i was like i wish that this had been more like just her telling the story instead of telling us what to do about it. Do you know what I mean? Okay, like, I... sometimes I thought it was a little bit of... Oh, especially in the first half. I think I preferred the second half in terms of, like, the advice. It but more so being about her? Yeah, but then I, I found a little bit in the first few chapters, I want to say, that, like, some of the advice, I was like, I wish this was more framed as, like, personal anecdote. I don't know. Oh my god, I disagree. Okay. I loved the first half more because of that interesting because i thought her advice was really spot on mm-hmm. and my favorite part of the reading experience was like taking the advice and thinking about my own life yes and applying it that way like i enjoyed yeah. reading about her life yes. but it wasn't my favorite part i think that that is a very good point and also maybe reflective of like how much you related to her stories mm. and like her view on things mm-hmm. because I liked reading her advice but I didn't agree with all of it I thought it was like spot on for uh-huh. her I was like yes this makes so much sense from the frame that you're telling me it but like I don't know if that is applicable to everyone in my life that I know yeah but overall I loved it like mm-hmm. in general it was a really fun book yes it was really like funny but also 
like there was parts where I was like close to tears because I was like wow that really hits yes it was really impactful and really self-reflective like it mm-hmm. kind of almost felt like a journal reading it because mm-hmm. oh yeah I was thinking totally about myself and my life a lot um she made so many good points so as again like I said my favorite part was part one okay just because I think she really nailed how I feel about being single mm, okay and how number one how important it is mm-hmm. number two how also unimportant dating is mm. like, I feel like we yep. tend to just yep. center dating as this like huge thing yes and we forget that it should be fun and it's like people build it up to be such this giant scary oh I have to go on dates like blah 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 like dating means if I go on a date with this guy like it means this yes but you know what it means it means Absolutely you went nothing. on a date with yeah. him yeah Yep. That's it. That's just, all it means. It doesn't does mean she, anything else. What does she always say? Like, lower your expectations? Or, yes. Or, uh, it's like, lower the stakes. Lower the stakes. The stakes are so low. The stakes on, like, I don't know. I, I just feel like some people get so, like, oh, if I text this guy back, like, it means this. And mm-hmm. you know what? It doesn't mean anything. Yep. It doesn't mean anything. 100% agree. And that was my favorite part, that she just took the stakes out of dating and laid it out for what it is. And I loved it. And I also thought she had some really cool insights on dating apps. That, even though I, think... I, won't, be using, I won't be using them. <laughs> anyway, okay. so she made so many good points. I immediately gave the book to my younger sister, who I hope has read it by now, but she hasn't told me anything about it. So <laughs> maybe she hasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope she reads it. Because I hope she reads it. It's, it's full of great points. From your big sister is here at the restaurant. Yes. We recommend this book. Oh my god, wait. I've never thought of myself as a big sister. Aww. <laughs> Okay, too deep. Too deep. Let's reel it in. Um, Okay, wait. There are a couple of just, like, moments in the book that really stood out to me. A Mm -hmm. couple of quotes I want to speak to, and then we can move on and talk about some other books and pieces of media. Okay. I want to talk about the 10% rule. Is it, like, dating should take up 10% of your brain? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, wait, I thought this was really interesting. Only... The 10% rule is only 10% of my brain space would be occupied by any romantic or sexual prospects or, in my girl boss attitude vernacular, conquests. The rest would be dedicated to me, whoever I was, whoever I'd be, whoever I could become. And that is, like, a theme throughout the entire book. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about them. It's about me and my choice. And, yeah. like, I'm choosing myself and honoring my life. Yeah. And, and do then, I want to be on this date? Do yes. I like them? Yes. And obviously this is a book about dating, so duh. It talks about boys a lot. But it also talks about mm-hmm. how to decenter it, and I yes. adore that. Yes, agreed. Um, this is like not really related to the theme, but I, I just wanted to mention that she gave a shout out to like being sweaty at one point. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she says, "I am, as some are, a sweaty person." <laughs> Whenever I go anywhere, I require a five-minute buffer to find a bathroom, reapply deodorant, chug a water, and regulate my own body temperature. Guys, this is Danielle. And I was like, I feel so seen. I legitimately could not. Like, that was that was so relatable. Makes me think of you at the Aristo. <laughs> oh my god, guys! I was so so sweaty. From not the second we stepped outside the hotel room, you were just done. Oh yeah, and and this is not even like during the actual show. This no, is like no, we no. were standing in the merch mm-hmm. line, and I For like was sweating so much. The people behind us in the merch line, one of them was like, "Um, can I fan you, please?" Yes. <laughs> and she had brought in like a tiny fa- like a fold up fan, and, and was, was like fanning like, me. <laughs> so anyway, um, Eli, if you're listening. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. And same also, but not to this. 
sorry, roasted. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I thought that was notable. Okay, also, this is kind of a, this is also a little bit of a roast. Just a question I have. What is the, what is the deal with the improv boys? Like, there was too many of them. So many improv uh, boys. Eli, I love you. But, like, she has said before that her type is straight theater boy. And this is a, a running theme in the book, I think. I, yeah, I just, I find improv hard to watch. Which I just, I, I don't think see is, it. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't think it's hot. I'm sorry. Um, oh, Maybe but. Maybe it's hot if you're in it. You know what? I liked how Ezra, the character in her oh, life, yes. was, like, introduced as, like, an improv person. <laughs> Conquest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was introduced as, like, um, I don't know, this really fun theater friend. And then, like, later in the book we find out he's actually very manipulative. And anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know where I was well going with that. I put some stickies in last night. By the way, guys, this book is tabbed. Dingo so, really prepared. I thought this was a really good passage. Kind of going back to what you were talking about, about how, like, if you go on a date, it could literally be just a date. It doesn't have to be this really big built-up thing mm-hmm. in our, like, in the grand scope of our lives. Yeah. And I thought this was, like, I don't know, just really well put. Also, a side note before I read this, I think Eli, obviously she's a very talented writer, but I think, like, her prose and, like, descriptors are just, like, really good. Do you agree? I do agree. Okay. I agree. I agree. Okay, this is from Rules for a Second Date. (laughs) She said, she writes, What I'm trying to tell you is that not every first kiss is a fireworks display. Not every second date is red fish telling you that you'll fall in love. Sometimes it's cheese and a two-buck chuck and a good kiss in the kitchen and walking the aisles of Rite Aid. And sometimes that's better than running through the rain, imagining each other in bed, butterflies and high-stakes second dates of my past. Sometimes it just feels safe. And I was like... I love that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that is just what it is. Yep. It's just a date. And it's safe. It's and truly just a date. If it makes you happy... Great. Then, like, you don't need a fireworks display. Anyway, mm-hmm. I liked that. Oh, and then this. I thought this is, like, kind of taking a turn. This, I thought, was, like, very, <laughs> very devastating. Oh. And it reminded me of... You know how in All Too Well, 10-minute version... Um... <laughs> There's the line about him not saying I love you until mm-hmm. we were dead and gone and buried. Yeah. yeah. Check the pulse and come back swearing <laughs> it's the same. Okay, this reminded me of that. And I thought, like, when I read it for the first time, I was like, wow, that is so, like, that is just a dagger. Anyway, in the the context, the context of this is that she's talking about this guy that she was, like, on and off with for a really long time. Like, I don't know, like, over a year, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I don't remember the exact de- details. But he was, like, really manipulative throughout their relationship. And anyway, and she, as she's talking about, like, their final interaction, I guess, before they, like, broke up for good, she said, he, we never said I love you to each other. He told me that right before he broke up with me, he was going to tell me <laughs> he loved me, but just couldn't. He told me that when I looked him in the eyes, he started falling in love with me, so I shouldn't. And then she says, <laughs> this is so much... <laughs> She says, what a burden it is to hate the color of your own eyes because someone once told you it hurt to see them. Oh, Eli. This poor baby Eli. I know. It is true, like, the manipulation that she experienced in this book is not uncommon. I thought I had something about friendship in here. I really, okay, what did you think about her takes on friendship? 
that you need to nurture it like it's a relationship. Yeah, like why do we treat relationships differently than we treat friendship? I thought that was mm-hmm. a really interesting point. Yes, I thought it was a really good point. And it's something that I try to work on, like being in a long-term relationship. My friends are still very important to me. And it's also really important to me to like foster one-on-one relationships with all my friends and not yes. being like, oh, I see my boyfriend one-on-one, but I see my friends all in groups. Yes. I don't like to do that. I like to yes. make sure I send one-on-one time with all my friends, which this is Danielle and I's one-on-one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, which is yeah. so fun. Totally agree. And that's, no, but that's... it is important to treat your friends like you would your romantic partner. Like you shouldn't treat a romantic partner better or higher up in your life because usually they're there first they'll be there longer like it is just as important of a relationship if not more so yeah and I mean I think that that is like true for some of your friends and it's okay to have like you know different tiers oh no of course I'm talking about god tier yeah but s tier friends but just like in general I feel like all friends like those relationships are meaningful to you Mm -hmm. in important ways and it's it's okay to mourn friendships as well in a way that we mourn like heartbreak in relationships right i forgot that she talked about that mm-hmm. i read this book a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the better chapters i thought yeah i agree not that they were bad but <laughs> it stood out in a good way yes okay so those are our thoughts on i didn't know i needed this highly recommend reading it If you do read it, send us a picture of you with the book. (laughs) And if you consume any of Eli's content, I feel like you'll like this book. I mean, even if you don't, I think you will. But especially if you are a fan of Eli, Mm -hmm. I think that that just, like... She sounds in the book like she does on TikTok. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Yep. It's not a front putting on. It's not a ghostwriter. Yeah. Yeah. It's very clearly, like, her actual emotions and thoughts. Yeah. So from one book onto the next, <laughs> we're switching streams now. We wanted to talk about Taylor Swift eras as classic novels slash classic plays. So um, I'm going to talk about the classic novels, and Danielle is going to talk about the classic plays. Just a disclaimer, I haven't read these plays. I think I've read most of the ones I'm going to talk about, but I haven't read them in some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm probably going to mischaracterize some of the plot lines, and it's just vibes. We're vibing it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going based on my... We we put this together quickly. These are my um, instinctive thoughts as to what play, or in Kaylin's, play, in Kaylin's case, what classic novel um, is like represented in the different Taylor Swift eras. Because we haven't done an eras episode in a while, and I think we're due for one. Fully agree. Yeah, so... So, Danielle, based on vibes and vibes alone, what classic play is the debut era? Okay, I put The Importance of Being Earnest. Which I've never seen, so I'm looking forward to an explanation <laughs> of its plot. <laughs> I think I read this in grade 11 of a high school. Um, <laughs> really? High school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's basically, it's like a romantic comedy, and there's like two different couples, and the men like switch places and one of them is named Ernest and they like pretend to be each other and live different lives um and one of them like pretends to be this like really rich dude and then they like swap and anyway um I thought that gave debut vibes first of all it's like very I was gonna say innocent but then (laughs) 
<laughs> not innocent in the sense of the song. Innocent mm-hmm. in the sense of the vibes. And the theme. And the theme. Right. Um, and then we're also, we've also got, you know, the whole idea of pretending to be someone else. I feel like that comes out a lot in The Outside. I didn't know what I would find when I went looking for a reason I know. Um, Invisible. Ugh. I just, Someone should do a mashup of Invisible and Invisible String. Ooh. Not that I think the song sounds really similar at all. Or Instead the, of just Invisible String. <laughs> me. <laughs> I don't know. Someone someone do that. DJ Raj. Ooh. We should get DJ Raj on the podcast. I would love to get DJ Raj on the podcast. DJ, DJ Raj, you if are you're listening. Guest, please. <laughs> we love I you. I actually was Googling today where he is right now and when he's coming to Canada. And no dates. Isn't he in Australia? Yeah, he is. All right, well, DJ Raj, we welcome you with open arms. Yeah. Okay, the Taylor Swift debut era is the... Pl- if I had to give it a play, I'd give it the importance of being earnest. Um, yeah. Amazing. We're talking about classic novels and classic plays, but we don't have a play, or we don't have, like, both for all of them, because, you know, it's just purely ba- based on vibes. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a we novel. We're not going to force it. No. We're just... We're moving on. We do, however, have a novel for Fearless. Yes. And for Fearless, we're going with Northanger Abbey by Jane Austen. I haven't read that. Well, get ready. (laughs) So it's Jane Austen's shortest novel. It's like a coming of age kind of like, I think it would be really easily adapted to a really, really fun high school movie. Ooh, okay. I think it would be really fun. I wish someone should do that. If you're listening, Hollywood, (laughs) pick it up. (laughs) Could be called like Northanger High School or something like that. Wait, isn't that a Miley Cyrus song? North Anger no, High it's School? No, East Northumberland High. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. Sorry. Miley Cyrus song, Slay. So it's sort of a coming-of-age tale. So Catherine is this teenage protagonist, and she is obsessed with novels, and she sees her life sort of through that lens. Okay. And it really gets her in some pickles. Um, Taylor Swift definitely sees her life through novels. Exactly. So that is very It fits very well. Applicable. It could also kind of go with Speak Now, too, but I chose specifically mm-hmm. Fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as an example of such pickles, she accuses her crush's dad of murder oh. based on nothing. Oh! She's like, you don't seem that sad about your wife's death. Did you kill her? Oh! <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, so it's very youthful, it's hopeful, and she, like, feels everything really mm. deeply, which reminds me of Taylor Swift's earlier eras. Yes, that is very fearless. Yes. I really specifically wanted to put Today Was a Fairy Tale because Aww. she like falls in love and it's really yeah. sweet. She has this crush, Henry Tilney. Today was a fairy tale, you were the prince. I used to be a damsel in distress. You took me by the hand and you picked me up at six. Today was a fairy tale. Also, if you guys don't feel like reading this book, um, there's a really good movie. Ooh. And it's like a BBC straight to TV 2007-ish it should be somewhere online. And it was it was really, like, followed the story really well. Ooh, okay, random. Yeah. But then I also <laughs> wanted to put, like, the drama. So, like, you're yes. not sorry. For- you don't have to come anymore. I won't be 
forever and always. Baby, what happened? Please tell me, cause one second it was perfect, now you're halfway out the door, and I stare at the phone, he still hasn't called. Yes. Like those sorts of things, Good. because it was also, there was drama, so. There was drama. Yeah. Okay, nice. You want to thank Abby with the read. Okay, great. Well, on a much um, more surface level, I chose the play Romeo and Juliet. By the way, I tried not to put <laughs> I tried not to put too much Shakespeare on here, but like I couldn't help it. There's a lot of Shakespeare. So Duh. just we're going to have to deal with and it. And same with Jane Austen. I tried not to put too much, but there's a lot. <laughs> Listen, we've read the classics. <laughs> Some very specific niche classic areas we have read. <laughs> um okay, yeah, Romeo and Juliet because she yeah. wrote a song about Romeo yeah. and Juliet and their their love story. But she made it happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what Shakespeare could not do, despite calling it... I know, it's not a comedy. It's no, a it's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, yeah, so that's, that's Fearless. I'm not going to expand. If you know, you know, and you should know. <laughs> okay, speak now. What do we have? All right. Speak now. I gave it one of the best revenge plays that I think exists, mostly due to the song Better Than Revenge. Now go stand in the corner and think about what you did. Oh, of course. But also, Haunted. Mm hmm. yeah that also applies okay so the play is just checking make sure we're not in a theater yeah. <laughs> what do they call it in the theater again the, the scottish play yeah right? it's macbeth it's macbeth <laughs> okay um the scottish play <laughs> Uh, yeah, I should be totally wrong. <laughs> Better Than Revenge is very Lady Macbeth. And I also think um, some of the songs from The Vault are applicable. Like, Castles Crumbling is about, you know, falling from glory. Grace. I have fallen from grace And I feel like my castle's crumbling down um, And then, okay, you know how the I Can See You music video is like oh, a heist? Yeah. Escape the vault. Yeah, I get Macbeth vibes from that. Yeah. I, love I, it. I think I think Macbeth I mean yeah, I think Macbeth is give speak now vibes. Okay. I also I just because of the anger. So right. And she, Taylor was angry. Yeah. She even wrote it purely out of spite on yeah. her own. Yeah. Which is so slay. So slay. It's the Bard's play. It's the Bard's album. <laughs> um, okay, so Red is fun because it's actually both. Oh, yeah. It's okay. a play and a novel. Yay. Well, I guess, I mean, it's a novel and a musical. Oh, true. The, the novel. Me, she's like, you're stupid. <laughs> no, you're, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Um, okay, have you read Les Mis? Sorry. I the, tried to one time is... and I could not get through it. We're talking about Les Miserables. <laughs> I can't. Uh, we're talking about Les Mis. 
And, and specifically because of one line in one song. No, <laughs> it's not just that. But okay, so guys, there's a line. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in. Red, the blood of angry men. Black, the dark of ages past. Red, a world about to dawn. Black, the night that ends at They're facilitating a revolution. Yeah. Um, but then it ends in tragedy. You know what? Holy Ground is kind of similar. Yes, I agree. I was reminiscing just the other day While having coffee all alone And Lord, it took me away Back to a first glance feeling on New York I agree. Yeah. Um, and the else? lucky one? I knew your trouble is Javert to Jean Valjean. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you are so valid for that. Thank you. Um, yeah, but so I thought that Red, well, okay, you know, like, Red is very sad. And there's a lot of, yes. there's a lot of sadness in, and in Les Mis. Death. Um, yeah. It's like two death songs on this album. That is true. One is Danielle's favorite Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about... I Bet You Think About Me is also Javert and Jean Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you're so right. I was gonna say... Wait, this is kind of sad. I was gonna say, um... <laughs> say it. <laughs> I was gonna say Forever Winter is like empty chairs and empty oh, tables. Oh, yeah. Also, this is not sad. Everything has changed is like when um, Cosette and Marius meet for the first time. Ooh, that's true. I just want to know you better know, you better know, you better now. I just want to know you better know. You better know, you better now. Okay, cute. My name is Marius. I'm pushing. I'm Cosette. Yep. I can't think of. I feel like there's no Eponine songs. Not on red, but just in general. I'm gonna do some research. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's Teardrops on My Guitar. Oh. Yeah. Heartbreak. It's Teardrops on My Guitar and it's I'd Lie. And a little bit taller it thrown in. For Eponine? Yeah. Okay. She was obsessed with him. She would do anything. She literally died for him. But they were good friends and he was good to her. But not in the way she wanted. Yeah, but that's different from the problem in Tolerate It. Fair enough. I still don't think he did enough, though. He let her die. Get shot. <laughs> he didn't mean for that to happen. He still, he still did. Okay. What it coulda shoulda. Let's move on to 1989. <laughs> so, although Taylor has a lot of songs themed around this novel, and none of them are from 1989, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going with Great Gatsby. And my reasoning for this is honestly, again, just vibes. Like, 1989 is a New York party. Yeah. And it is. so is The Great Gatsby. Obviously, 100%. On the surface, not underneath. And I feel like that's kind of the same as 1989. Like, yep. a lot of the songs are actually quite sad and breakup songs. and But they're bops. But they're bops. It's Which is the character of Gatsby. Yep, He's agreed. heartbroken and yet still bopping. <laughs> um, but specifically, I thought Clean was very Gatsby and Daisy coded. The 
I could see that. Also, slut maybe? Suburban Legends yeah. is very Great Gatsby vibes, but I was gonna say New Romantics is like oh totally that's like the overt yeah. theme yes. of this connection that I have made. Yes, my little brain. Wow, love that. Okay, great. Moving on, we have a novel. Big reputation. <laughs> <laughs> we have a novel and a play. Yay. For what reputation. Play? Okay, this. <laughs> I've given so much airtime to The Crucible on this no podcast. No way. The Crucible. <laughs> I love in. The Crucible. <laughs> Guys, I will go to my grave saying The Crucible is one of the greatest Please. pieces of. Don't do that. <laughs> the greatest pieces of literary oh, I, I don't know what I'm saying literary the greatest literary pieces The Crucible is one of the greatest literary pieces it's I'm. It's not of our generation it's, it's from of all time? When? of all time okay yep yeah, I would go as far as to say that so it's by Arthur Miller and the premise of The Crucible which you probably know if you listen to this podcast because <laughs> I talk about it every other week um, is it's set in the Salem witch trials, but it is like a social commentary on the Red Scare and how everyone was like doing a witch hunt to get all the like communists um, caught, basically. Um, but in the Crucible, it's like they're um, seeking out who is practicing witchcraft and then they get hung. Um, <laughs> um, and I feel like there was kind of a little bit of a witch hunt vibe. Um, during the whole oh, Kim yeah. Taylor They're drama. They're all the witches even if you aren't one. Yes. They got their pitchforks and proof, their receipts and reasons. Like, yes. That's crucible, right? Exactly. Um, and, you know, there's all this, like, drama about Taylor Swift and she was a liar and she was doing this and this and this and this, yeah. that and the other thing. Everyone was so quick to pin her based yes. on literally nothing. And she was like, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I did nothing wrong and I stand by it. Yep. And that kind of happens in the Crucible because he's going to, at one point, he's like going to confess but then he like backs out last minute. He's like, no, you know what? I actually am not a witch. Yeah. So... I will take my punishment, like, from the masses, because I'm, because I know I'm right, and I'm a bad bitch. And probably had, was vindicated after that? No, he was oh. hung. Yeah. It's a tragedy. My, my name I cannot sign. Why? Do you mean to deny this confession when you are free? I mean to deny nothing. Then explain to me why you will because not- Because it is my name! 
because I cannot have another in my life! Because I lie and sign myself to lies! Oh. Well, Taylor Swift was vindicated, so but, <laughs> but he gives a really great speech. Um, As Taylor Swift says, your enemies will defeat themselves before they get a chance to swing. And long story short. Yeah. Isn't she saying nemesis? Yeah, she says nemesis. <sighs> Love it. That was one of the most satisfying arcs in pop culture I've ever seen, to oh. be honest. Totally agree. Do you know what? The whole time. I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, do you think Kim Kardashian, by the way, I, I love Kim Kardashian. Like, I hate what she did to Taylor, but like, yeah. just in general, like, I don't think you have to choose one or the other. Um, I also think like she's problematic, but <laughs> that aside, <laughs> just to, just to cover all my bases. That's like, what I was going to say, Danielle, <laughs> just went to every just side possible. <laughs> Do you think that Kim Kardashian is upset that she can't go to the Eras tour? She has. Didn't North go? I think North went. Oh. Her daughter. I'm pretty sure North went. Okay, well. Which is such tea. That is tea, actually. I didn't know that. Because I was going to say, Kim has so much money. She can buy anything she wants, but she can't go to the Eras tour, nope. which is the like biggest cultural moment right happening right now. And she can't participate in it. Ha ha. You know what? And this is Taylor's revenge. Yeah. Slay. Okay. Lover. It's not working. Um. Sorry. Ma'am. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> what is the novel for Reputation? So, we're going with one of the biggest gothic al- albums. No. We're going with one of the biggest gothic novels of all time. Ooh. And, of course, that's Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Ooh. Have you read this one? No. Anyway, I read Jane Eyre for the first time as probably way too young and was just shocked to my core at the drama that went on in this novel. Wait, so in what ways was it inappropriate um, for your age? So the first half is Jane as a child. Okay. Which I feel like maybe someone read that first half and gave it to me. I don't know, but it's like <laughs> a child and like she's living with this family and she eventually goes to a poorhouse and like has struggles there at the poorhouse and becomes... So she has fallen from grace... In that she was rich at the beginning, okay. goes to the poor house, becomes a governess, goes back to a rich house. Okay. And governesses at the time had really terrible reputations mm. because they were typically women who were from these, like, educated positions in society. They were too smart. But exactly. But had somehow fallen from grace. They'd either failed to get married or, like, their male I family see. members died and left them penniless. And this was really the only way for women to make money at the time. Wow, interesting. Governess. And so Jane left penniless, went, okay, I guess I have to be governess now, and mm-hmm. she became a governess. So there's a huge time jump of, like, ten years. Okay. Where she goes from being a child to being an adult. Okay. And so she's going to be governess at this, like, huge, rich, gothic manor, mm-hmm. and the... Should I spoil it? Yeah, you can give Jane Eyre spoilers, I it's think. It's been out for long enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it turns out that... The wife of the man of the house is not actually dead. Um, she is just gone crazy and is locked in the attic. And this is revealed. Oh, this isn't even reputation, really. But this Wait, is revealed. Jane locked her in the attic. No, oh. she went crazy before Jane even got there. Oh, and Rochester, the man of the house, locked her in the attic. 
but Jane and Rochester fell in love. <gasps> and no. at their wedding, they go, does anyone know why these two should not be married? And someone stands up and is like, he's already married. And Jane goes, <gasps> oh my and God. And they go back to the house and they see this wife. And she's like crazy locked in the attic. Her name's like Bertha or something. Wait, so he was like bringing her food and stuff? Yeah. She was well taken care of in the attic. But she was crazy. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. So eventually, um, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good transition. It all goes up in flames. The house does. and Literally? Yeah. And Bertha dies and Rochester <gasps> is blinded. And Jane still loves him. Wow. It's tea. so dramatic, and that is spoiler after spoiler after spoiler, but wow, literally still go read it, or watch the movie. The movie is also good. Okay, I will. One day. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very reputation, because Jane's reputation is just, it starts high, shredded, mm-hmm. right. and then she goes back to being governess, and then, oh, she's going to become, like, the wife of the house. Again, mm-hmm. reputation, shredded. She's an adulteress. Wow. She has to flee. And then she gets back with Isn't her Isn't it just so end. classic that the man locked someone in the attic and somehow mm-hmm. it's her it's fault? It's fault. Brutal. <laughs> Can I just say, I'm yeah. I'm so distracted by this notification on Kaylin's computer that says <laughs> it hasn't been backed up in 1,364 <laughs> days? Like, <laughs> girl, back up your computer. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> No wonder you get viruses. <laughs> hey, did you notice I've been Googling things? No, I didn't. I fixed it. Oh, well, you took it to the Apple store? No, I did it myself. I had them take over my screen. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I know. At, at Apple? Pat on the back. Yeah. Apple took over. There was like a little red arrow, and the guy would be like, click here. <laughs> click on it. And then he moved there. He'd be like, click here. And I would click on it for like oh an God. hour. Like so long. Oh, God. Well, I'm glad it's fixed. Yeah. Well done. Thank you to that man at the Apple (laughs) helpline. (laughs) Okay. Next era is Lover. Lover. I gave this one Barefoot in the Park. Have you seen that? Mm -mm. Okay. This is a Neil Simon play. I Mm -hmm. actually did. In high school, I was in a theater class where we had to do this thing called a director's notebook, and I did a director's notebook of uh, Barefoot in the Park, so we, like... As if we were the director, we, like, planned out the, like, costuming and stage and all the actor choices. Not actor choices, but, like, all the choices we would make mm-hmm. as in the course of directing. amazing. Anyway, um, and it gives me lover vibes because throughout the play, the main female character, she's, like, very much, like, I am just a really happy person and I want to enjoy things and be silly and like Mm -hmm. do things that are kind of different and funny and she's like married to this guy who's like kind of or she's are they married or are they just they are they recently engaged i don't know anyway (laughs) either way she's with this guy who's like very like straight as an arrow type vibes and that kind of gave me like i forgot that you existed like taylor and calvin harris energy do you know what i mean yeah um and then that took me to um, you need to calm down. And I ain't trying to mess with your self-expression, but I've learned a lesson that's stressing and obsessing about somebody else's no fun. And me. I know that I'm a handful, baby, uh. I know I never think before I jump. And you're the kind of guy the ladies want. And there's a lot of cool shit out there. And I just thought that it was... 
was just very like you, and know, you know what silly that, and light. Those are the songs that Taylor wanted us to think of. <laughs> it really is. It, so it really is, uh, or they really are like you know the the main lover songs, even fine. though they might not be um, objectively speaking her <laughs> best works. In so, some people's opinions. I took the other part of her <laughs> to okay. my uh, classic novel, which is Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Okay, I, I do know this one. Yes. I do know this yes. book. <laughs> so, duh, lover. It's mm-hmm. one of the greatest love stories of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a pretty easy choice for me to put it here. Mm-hmm. And then also just, like, the anxiety of mm. Lover, the album as a whole. Mm. Like, The Archer. All of my heroes die all alone. me hold on to you. I've been the archer. I've been the prince. Death by a Thousand Cuts. Yes, that's true. Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks waking me up I get drunk but it's not enough Cause the morning comes and you're not my baby Amelia Street, like I hope I never lose you Like all yeah. these things She did lose him, didn't she? Yeah, but then they come back together <laughs> Anyway um, No, I meant Oh, dear, <laughs> no You're losing me Stop I was thinking that today So anyway, and also The Archer is pride in a song Mmm, yeah And that's all the notes I have on that Slay. Everyone knows Pride and Prejudice, and if you don't, like, go watch the movie, and then we can talk about it. Slay. The, specifically, the one with Keira Knightley and Matthew McFadden. Is that the one where they have the hand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. You know what I mean? It is just so, like, woman's point of view. I love that. Yeah. Incredible. He does, like, this. Right. The hand He's flex. so overwhelmed by touching her hand. Yes. But he has to shake it off. okay folklore i gave to midsummer night's dream another shakespeare i'm sorry i had to um there's more shakespeare coming so we're not (laughs) out of the woods yet (laughs) okay (laughs) um i once again this was picked purely based on vibes um you know like the set design have you do you know about i it's very Yes, it's very whimsical and fairy tale like. Yes, and it gives me yes. seven <laughs> vibes. terms of because there's all those like cross paths in terms of the love stories in mm-hmm. Midsummer Night's Dream that also gave me the cross paths the crossed paths of the love story between Betty August and James I fully see it great also kind of like the one vibes I don't know yeah just the vibe of the song yeah okay slay okay evermore <laughs> fearless did you just see the sound on our TikTok of that got taken out no I'm so sorry and we spent so much time lining ourselves up perfectly. That's actually so sad. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Evermore. So, for Evermore, I obviously, which I think is Taylor's most, like, yearning, just, like, deep, emotional, hard-hitting, dark, <laughs> kind of. I love it. Evermore's my favorite. <laughs> um, album. Uh-huh. So, I obviously had to pick... 
Jane Austen's most deep, long, yearning, dark, cozy album, which is Persuasion. Ooh, al- her most I cozy album. <laughs> I mean novel. <laughs> okay, I like, don't know about this one. To me just so tell me about feels it. Feels like a warm hug. So Persuasion is. I guess, again, this is, like, the premise of the novel, so not really a spoiler, but Anne Elliot is the main character, and as a 20-year-old-ish around there, she falls in love with this sailor who doesn't have any money and is persuaded not to marry him, and then for, like, 12 years, it's just, like, regrets that, Mm. and has, like, these such deeper feelings of regret, and is so sad about how her life turned out, and can't Mm. figure out how to turn it around. I see. And then he comes back into her life, and then that's when the book begins. Okay. And it's just them, like, dancing around each other the whole time. And, like... Like, Tis the uh, Damn Season vibes? Truly Tis... Okay, that was when I was thinking, Tis the Damn Season. But if it's all the same to you, it's the same to me. So we could call it even, you could call me babe for the weekend. Champagne problems where she rejects him. Mm. Um, Ivy, just because I just love the vibe for that. (laughs) In from the snow your touch brought forth an incandescent glow, tarnished but so grand. And then, okay, closure, because yeah. the culmination of the novel... Yes. Actually, it shows this works so well. The culmination of the novel <laughs> is the captain, he's not captain, not a sailor, writes Anne a letter um, to express his feelings because he just can't hold him in anymore. Okay. And, like, it's so good. And he basically says... This is, like, one of the most famous quotes of all time. Tell me if you've heard it. Okay. It's like, I can stay silent no longer. I'm half agony, half hope. Ugh. It's no, so I'm good. No, I'm sorry. But it, it does give me chills. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> just, like, being in her presence. Half agony, half hope. And I just love that. Not that I think the vibe of the song closure is the vibe of that letter. But, yeah, yes, I got your letter. Yes, I got your letter. Yes, I'm doing better. It cut deep to know you're right to the bone. The shape of your name still spells out pain is so them. Oh, my God. Okay. And yes. just the vibe I of see the it. album. The I vibe, see it. And, like, the song Evermore, like, Coney Island. I'm sitting on a bunch of Coney Island wondering where my, <laughs> my baby gone. I need to read this book again and just listen to this. But you know what, guys? Do not watch the movie. The movie with Dakota Johnson bad. is awful. They took Persuasion, which, as I just explained, is so, like, angsty, uh-huh. and made it a rom-com. Mm. I don't know how the fuck they did that. Should have had North Anger Abbey, if you're asking me, <laughs> but... <sighs> anyway, those are my thoughts. I'm depressed now. <laughs> okay, well, for... Take us home, Geraldine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for Evermore, I said A Doll's House. Have you read this? Uh-uh. Okay, it's like, it's like, um, Henrik Ibsen... Oh. Do you know who that is? Oh. Like this no, <laughs> Scandinavian playwright. Um, I read this one in grade 10. I don't remember what happens. But I do remember one of the themes being that, like, it was a woman who was trapped in the um, the shackles of societal norms. Um, <laughs> and I, like, remember that there's controversy because I think in the original version, she leaves her children or her husband at the end um, to, like, work on herself and like be her own person uh but then there was like major controversy um and then the like playwright rewrote (gasps) the ending oh giving little women yeah so that um in the end she stays with her family because she realizes she cares about her children more than anything and that to me was so like 
that was champagne problems oh my god dorm was once a madhouse i made a joke well it's made for me how evergreen our group of friends don't think we'll say that word again and soon they'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through one for the money two for the show i never was ready so i watched how Sorry. and tolerate it if it's all in my head tell me Tell me I've got it wrong somehow I know my love should be celebrated But you tolerate it How did I not think of this? Little Woman is so folklore. Oh yeah, it is. Well, Little Woman is not... Oh, it is a novel. It is a classic novel. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> and I'm not expand on that. I mean, it just... It is. Wait, Seven. so true. Seven... Seven Such is little, little woman. woman vibes. Okay, cheers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like... Yeah, Lori. Yeah. Okay. Okay, last era. Midnight. <laughs> Do we have a novel for this one? No. No. Okay, this one was so clear to me. Midnight's is Hamlet. Hamlet is the OG anti-hero. It's me. Um, <laughs> is he herp? Some may say. <laughs> oh God. Okay, typo in the um, in the notes. <laughs> but yeah, so Hamlet, obviously very problematic character. Well, not problematic. I maybe. Well, he is problematic. I will say he's troubled. He is so troubled. And I will say. <laughs> and you know he's working through a lot of shit, and he thinks that. Everyone is, you know, Out to get him. trying to kill him. Yeah. Um, and I Which feel like... be fair to him? Some people some were. Some people are. Yep. <laughs> Wait, Hamlet? I... <laughs> you know the Hamlet clip? Hamlet is the monster on the hill. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. Hamlet is the monster on the hill. Yeah. Okay, you know the clip? I think it's from... What's that show with Zendaya? Euphoria, mm -hmm. when they're like, is this fucking play about us? Yes. Okay, Hamlet is embodies that moment so perfectly <laughs> because there's literally a play that... Is he, in the play? Yes. <laughs> Only Shakespeare would do that. Anyway, um, I may have gotten the facts wrong on that one. Hamlet is anti-hero. Hamlet is... Um, Dark and scared and introspective. Yeah. What's the other song? Our recording's gonna end. He's you're on your own kid. He's vigilante shit. Oh, wow. I just, yeah. It's perfect. It really is. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> that's, okay. and that's it. And that's all from us, folks. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week at the restaurant. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>